0: we're all adapting and changing until it's becoming such a, uh, a trite word that we're all using so much. But I think we've had to, I can remember uh, March 13th when my speaking dried up overnight, I was thinking, man, what am I going to do?
1: This is one of my favorite episodes to date on the become a media maven podcast. You're going to hear from Ramon Ray. Um, I met Ramon about a year ago in Orlando. We were both speaking at an event um, for small business owners and I haven't talked about the coronavirus and how small business owners are dealing with the coronavirus, not just small business owners, but people who are employed, who are having a lot of changes with their job, whether it be furloughs, whether it be being laid off or pay cut, hours cut. Ramon is like an expert on everything business, everything mindset, leadership, and he is going to give you some amazing advice here on how you can deal with these changes and come out bigger and better on the other side. He's also going to talk about blackeducationfund.org. This is something he just started. Um, It is an amazing cause, something that is needed, something that's kind of been in the back of his mind for a bit, but he just launched it. We have a lot of good book recommendations in this episode. You guys know I love a good book recommendation. So um, I just know. You are going to love this episode with Ramon. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson Ramon, thank you so much for joining me on the Become a Media Maven podcast.
0: Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Good to uh, experience your brilliance and wisdom and uh, share with your community. So, thank you.
1: You are amazing. And I actually am excited to have you to talk about this topic because I haven't spoken to my audience yet about how to handle the coronavirus if it is affecting their business. And I feel like some people are even changing things if it's not affecting their business at all. So, I want to talk to you about that what people should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. And how to handle a lot of changes and uncertainty right now, which I'm sure you have spoken to your community about already, right?
0: Absolutely. And listen, we all, we're all adapting and changing until it's becoming such a, uh, a trite word that we're all using so much. But I think we've had to. I can remember uh, March 13th when my speaking dried up overnight, I was thinking, man, what am I going to do? But uh, I've had to adapt and change and pivot. And again, some, Christina, of course, uh, have been out of business. So I just want to give kind of a uh, kudos is the wrong word, but to acknowledge the many our fellow warrior business owners who had to close shop and are thinking, what do I do next?
1: Let's get to them in a second. But first, I want to hear what you did and you personally, because I mm. think we can learn from what you're doing. You said your speaking Dried Up Overnight. Talk to me about... How much speaking plays a part in your revenue? Because I know you have multiple streams. So how much do you rely on speaking? And then what did you do to tweak or make up for that? Like what happened?
0: Yeah, sure. So bottom line is most of my revenue is speaking for a living. If I'm, when I'm in a plane, that's when I get paid. I speak around the world. And most of that speaking is associated with very large brands, Microsoft, Verizon, AT&T, Salesforce, and tons of brands like that uh, who engage with me to uh, to entertain, to excite their audiences in one way or another. And some of it's online as well. It has been historically. But the bulk of it, I'm in a plane quite often. Um, So I was headed towards South by Southwest for a client, March 13th, Friday, and uh, that was the time period when all of us realized, wait a minute, this virus, that's this Wuhan virus, as it were. We were thinking it's over there. No, it's here now. So that was overnight, and uh, I happen to be a person of faith. I prayed, and I have to give God credit for that, and bottom line, uh, Christina, is that um, I had an idea to do an online event. Uh, It's called the Survive and Thrive Summit, so I put that together kind of overnight as it were, used uh, some – I could talk about tools if you want, lead pages and Eventbrite and Infusionsoft, strung them together. But the tools are not important, any tool you can use, and uh, went back to my sponsors who had hired me to speak and all that and said, do you want a sponsor? They said yes. So that's the summary of the journey is that – and again, it sounds, oh, Ramon, you just went online. Well, yes, yes. But to be able to transition and get over 2,000 people, over 20 speakers, five hours of content and sponsors, for me, that's a big deal. And so that's what I did. And now i am uh, that's spinning up into me doing white label events, uh, selling custom conferences, uh, just going where the puck is instead of – or being where the puck is and not trying to chase it all day.
1: Um, I like the hockey reference because I'm married to a Canadian <laughs> who
0: used to play hockey. Nice.
1: Um, <laughs> but this is – This is probably new work for you and a lot of work for you.
0: Yes, it is. It's new. And yes, it's definitely new because, again, anybody can do a Zoom call, Skype call. We've all done that. But to put together a large event, most people in the world haven't done it, meaning online events are not new, but it was still kind of niche, like, you know, some – software out there, some small little company that does online events, or a big brand, you know, Business Week or somebody who does it. But yeah, it's new for me, a lot of work. But thankfully, also, I've been on this journey the last two years of reading a lot of Dave Ramsey, Entree Leadership and others about leadership, which is a whole other topic. But many of us, at least for me, are small business owners. We think small and we are small. But I've been on a, a year or two-year journey of thinking bigger and having the right team. So for me, It's been new, but I have the right team in place. And thankfully, the mindset to scale, and that's what I'm doing.
1: I love that. What is that book you mentioned? I want to put that Uh, in the show notes.
0: Entree, sure, Entree Leadership, E-N-T-R-E, Leadership.
1: Perfect. I will put that in the show notes along (laughs) with RamonRay.com and SmartHustle.com so people can... Check that out. Um, okay, this sounds. I mean, that's a lot. Like, I'm overwhelmed just thinking about putting <laughs> on an online event, getting all those sponsors, getting all those people to show up. Like, was there a little bit of a learning curve here for you because your speaking model was very different than what you're doing now?
0: Right, a huge learn. Well, huge learning curve on one hand, but I guess part bravado. And part, and, and let me tell me if you identify with this, Christina, or if you think maybe I'm I'm totally uh, off the reservation, you know, about what I'm what I'm thinking about. But I think for me, yes, it was new, Christina. But I think that it's kind of like somebody who's who's done maybe this is the wrong example, but like a contractor who's built stairs or who's done a small bathroom, and somebody says build a house, you know, you need a foundation. You know you need the, the, the stuff around it, The uh, I forgot what it's called, but the, 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 the stuff, the wood paneling around it, the structure of it around it. You know you need in the drywall and insulation, you need a roof. You know you need the electrical and the plumbing. So you surround yourself with people who are experts in that, who can do it. You know what? You probably can do the house. Maybe it's the wrong example, but that's kind of how I saw it, Christina. It was like, I need a great video conferencing system to do the event. I work with a partner who is the best in live video. Hmm. Need to market this out. Well, I've marketed it before. So that's kind of the position I took. Uh, learning as I went, but not with enough not with too much risk knowing that I was going to fail anybody, if that makes sense. Kind of like me and you Christina going for a ride, I wouldn't say like I've never driven before or I don't know what a highway is. That puts our lives in danger.
1: <laughs> no, that makes sense and I think that's how you scale anything. Like you have the tools You know what needs to be done. You're just going to do it in a little different way here and there, and you're going to surround yourself by people who have been there, done that, who maybe have um, more experience in one aspect of that than another, and you lean on them for their expertise. Like I am obsessed with team. Like Mm. I would not be where I'm at today, which actually right now I'm in my closet recording this interview, but that's a different (laughs) story, but you know what I mean. Where I'm at today- Without my team, because I tell people like when clients want to talk to me, I'm like, no, no, no. My team is better than me. You talk Mm -hmm. to them because they will tell you better than I will tell you. So I love that. Um, And you mentioned these folks, the folks that are really struggling, the folks that are out of business or potentially going to be out of business soon. What do you say, this is a loaded question, but what do you say to them? What kind of advice do you offer them? I mean, you already kind of shared some great advice with your personal story of how you've tweaked these last couple of months. But what do you say to those people?
0: Yeah, and I think what I say to you is I think that uh, one, and I, I have this talk I do called Think Bigger, Think Strategically, Think Different. And I think that from that, uh, Christina, one, um, so life sucks. You're at the worst. Forget me and Christina, people like us who are, you know, we're still going along and and doing it. But I'm talking to those who are just down, out, business has dried up, and you are just miserable. Um, One, uh, go get with a good friend or a colleague who can encourage you and hug you. I think that's important. You know, if you and your mother-in-law have a tense relationship and they call you stupid, they call you fat, they call you a failure, get away from those people. You need to be with people, and if you have nobody, DM Christine or me. So you know you need people who can cheer you and support you. That's one. Two. Once you do that, kind of like they do in special forces or any military, which I've never been in but studied quite a bit, check yourself and check what's around you. So your business burned down. Your business is out of business. You you know the loans didn't come in. No customers came. You had to shut it down. Now what can you do? Three, I would say, is my friend Mike McCallowitz. his book Profit First, uh, it's not in the book, but Mike McCallowitz talks about this kind of, think backwards now. Let's say before you were making, you were a, a graphics design company and all dried up. Okay, what did people need you for? People need you to help them pop and sizzle. Can you do anything else that's popping and sizzling, as it were, if that makes sense, Christina? So point being is, now you have to be on this reinvention journey, and build back up. And oftentimes the last thing I'll say, Christina, on this point is that it's not the product or service, I think, that is most important. It's the person. It's – it's again, I can't speak for Christina, but just have some fun here. Let's say Christina lost what she did or I lost what I do. Christina's a rock star. I'm a rock star. So maybe we're not doing communications anymore. Maybe I have to do architecture. Pull out the same playbook. <laughs> let, me, let me pull my team, pull my clients, my expertise, study the market, and – I may have to do something different, but my mind, who I am, has never changed.
1: No, I love that, and you hear so many stories too. And we think back, um, you know, to two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So many people started amazing businesses in the recession, and I yes. like to surround myself by people who are smarter than me. So I'm in a mastermind, and that was a that's been a big topic of conversation these past couple of months is everybody talks about, you know, entrepreneurs having the problem of the shiny object syndrome and wanting to do something different or wanting to do something else. Well, now is a great time to do that. I mean, I didn't plan on launching a new business during the pandemic, but Mm. I did. I launched um, podcast clout in May and it, Mm. it just, I mean, it ended up that way and I'm already, you know, at $10,000 in revenue in just a little over a month. So the fact that people, I think people kind of have this perception that, oh, nobody's buying. Oh, you shouldn't market. You know, we have a pandemic. What do you say to people who have that kind of mindset that you can't succeed during this time if they do have to start over or just tweak things?
0: Yeah, I think you have to reject it because I think part of it is mindset. Meaning, I was reading the book about how BlackBerry's demise. I'm reading it. I'm still reading it. How they failed, and I think it, a lot of it goes back to mindset. I'm not saying that. Listen, if you jump off a building, I don't care what kind of mindset you have, you're going to die. Gravity <laughs> doesn't lie. Can't beat that. But I, I think love part that. Of, <laughs> I love that example. <laughs> well, just so in much. case you didn't know, Christina, just in case you know, you didn't, you weren't sure. Um, I love it. But my point is going back to mindset, that's 80% of it. Yeah, you gotta sell, you gotta make the right product, but part of the mindset, assuming you're a mindset in the right vein of what you're doing, it's just keep going on, it's just love being punched in the face, it's just learning, it's just evaluating, and that's why a lot of it is mindset, we can't do it, we can't start, nobody's gonna buy. You know what, part of the reason why it's not happening is because your mindset's in the wrong place. So that, that I think, listen, to those who have a good mindset, go for it. Those who don't, I encourage you, you gotta get your mind shifted and you can just go, you know, search online mindset and things of that nature. And Christina, if I may, can I ask you one question, Christina?
1: Oh yeah, put me on the spot.
0: (laughs) Can you just tell us, for those who don't know about your podcast business, can you just spend two seconds sharing what it is and why it's so awesome, if you don't mind, please? Um
1: Oh, sure. I'm happy to promote my business on the yeah, podcast. For those who
0: don't know, because, you know. Hey, You're the seriously. best.
1: I Actually, I did an episode a few weeks ago talking okay. about how I launched a business during the pandemic, and I went into it. But long story short, we all know, and I know you know, Ramon, that there is value in being a guest on a podcast. In my mm-hmm. opinion, it is the number one form of media that will drive the quickest ROI, Um, there's magazines, there's newspapers, there's online, there's TV, but there's just something about a podcast listener that is more invested in investing back in their business or investing into themselves personally. So podcast clout is for that person who wants to make podcast guesting a marketing strategy. But if you've ever tried to decide, oh, what podcast do I pitch? you know you're probably opening up an app on your phone and you're scrolling through a bunch of podcasts. And you're like, oh, this one could be good. This one could be good. You don't see their download numbers, so you're not sure. You're looking at things like maybe the ratings or reviews to figure out if it's a quality podcast. And then you got to track down the contact information on the website. It's a lot of work to build a podcast pitch list. So I basically have created Podcast Clout at PodcastClout.com, and I make that super easy for you. And we only include the top podcast. So if you've been in the top 100, 200, 300 in the last three months, in your category, you are going to be in the database. And you can search based on category. You can search based on topic. So you can search the entrepreneurship category if you want to be on those podcasts. If you deal with real estate, you just type real estate in the search bar, and the top podcasts that deal with real estate will pop up for you, and they will have... All of the information you will need to pitch them about the podcast, about the host. Do you send the host an email or do you fill out an online form to pitch? It will literally build you your pitch list in seconds and save you so much time.
0: Well, wow. I'm glad I asked. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you for <laughs> plugging me on my podcast. You're the best. This is why you get paid the big bucks to speak. This is why, people. Um, <laughs> and you're talking about mindset. And we're book people. We've mentioned a couple of books so far. Profit First I Love. I'm going to link to that in the show notes. And one of my favorite books, and I didn't know that I had a money mindset problem until mm. I started reading books about mindset. And I was like that person who used to say, I can't afford it, or I don't have time. Those, those are lies. Those are, yes. those are uh, priority problems and mindset problems, if you say that. And a book that I'm going to plug right now, which I love for mindset, is Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Mm. Love that book. Yes. So I'm gonna link to that one in the show notes because awesome. I think that will help people. Um that's amazing. Um we're at about 15 minutes, Ramon, and I think you've helped a lot of people. Awesome. Um, mindset is huge. I have that book. What else can people do to change their mindset? Because I think that honestly, it's a hard, it's a hard thing. It's one of those things where it's easier said than done. I like how you talked about surrounding yourself with positive people. I like surrounding myself, not only with positive people, but people who are smarter than me. Yes. Um, What else, what else can people do to try to change their mindset and come out of this slump that they're in or, or just fear and worry about the future?
0: For me, I found three things help. One, reading, reading, reading. When you read, it just, for me, and again, everybody's different, but for me, my playbook, it inspires me too. Listening to a good podcast or other things, and I'm not saying this because you're here, Christina, but I find that I am I'm a, I'm a, I, I, I like politics, okay? I won't get political at all, but I'm a political junkie. I can listen to CNN, to Fox News, and all in between and all versions all day. Same thing, I can listen to the same story, you know, we're talking about whatever it is we're talking about that day over and over again. I love it. Look, we go to a hotel with my family. It's like cable news is on. Dad, can't we watch the movie about the, you know, whatever the popular movie is? Do we have to watch CNN or Fox News, whatever it is? So But my point is when you listen to that that crap, oftentimes it depresses you, at least me, because all you're hearing is, you know, this, that, that, whatever topic it may be. So my point being is that um, putting on a good podcast about entrepreneurship, what Christina's podcast is all about, it inspires me. And three – Go laugh and have fun with some good friends. And, and I really mean that we have a close network of friends who we hang out with. We just laugh or talk stupid or get politically incorrect. Whatever we want to do, we just have a great time in life. So for me, leaving there, licking my fingers after eating some good food and sipping some terrible – I'm looking at your Coca-Cola shirt. You know, hey, whatever floats your boat, you're, you're ready for Monday. So that's what I say.
1: I love that. It's a bad habit, but I got to have a Coke a day. I know it's a bad habit, it. but listen, you only live once. I, I don't do anything else bad. So I'm going to have my Coke a day.
0: That's my point. And Meaning You, have, you to, have fun and live. let, let, let life live, I live freely.
1: I love that because people forget that, especially now. And you have yeah. to want to change your mindset. And it's one of those things too that I feel like people say, oh, I want to, I want to, but they keep making decisions that, that prove them wrong. And you mentioned the news and I used to, you know, work in the news. I used to deliver Mm -hmm. the news for over 10 years. And I can tell you something that bothered me. And I mentioned this in in my um, TEDx talk, which I'll link to also in my show notes. Um, which I should send it to you, Ramona. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it was Please. about it was about fake news. It wasn't political, but it right. sounds political because it's about it's called fake news. It's your sure. fault. Um, but the thing about about your mindset and maybe you you are your bottleneck here and changing your mindset is that when it comes to the news, we would get our the ratings every day. We would walk in and they they were there. We could see literally mm-hmm. the minute that people change the channel, and whenever the news. Whenever we aired a negative story or something that wasn't happy, which unfortunately is a lot of what the news is, but that's because that's what people watched. We would see, when we would switch from something negative to positive, local community, nonprofit, puppies being saved, whatever it was, people would change the channel. And when they change the channel, you can't get as much revenue dollars when you sell advertisements. So you can't be somebody who says you want to have a positive mindset, and you want to turn things around and watch negativity all day. You have to be practicing what you're preaching. And in in my um, TEDx talk, I talk about the Kardashians because, please, you cannot give any kind of talk and not bring up the Kardashians. I hope you bring up the Kardashians in your talks, Ramon. But I mentioned that when you see anything on social media about the Kardashians and you go to the comment section, I think 95% of it is negative. It's, Mm. why are they famous? They're so fake. Plastic surgery, this and that. It's all negative. And the reason you keep seeing them is because you're commenting. Because the media outlets who are sharing these stories, they're not looking at what your comments say. They just look at, this story brought in a whole lot more comments than this story, so we're going to do more of this. It's literally the haters are keeping people relevant. So when you talk about changing your mindset, you cannot be engaging with negativity or things you don't like because it's going to have the opposite effect.
0: Right, no, you're right. But I must say, Christina, it's hard because everybody listening right now will know the sound I'm making. Dun-dun, 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 dun-dun. Trust me, you wanna see Jaws get out of the water. Trust me, everybody listening does. Nobody wants to hear, you know, Police officer wrote ticket today. Pedestrian said thanks. They walked away just fine. That's boring, Christina, but you're right. (laughs) Everything you're saying, I'm just teasing, meaning, you know, it takes discipline.
1: (laughs) It's true. It's like the train wreck, right? Like everybody, like, you're sorry it happened, but you're going to break your neck turning around to look at it and watch it. So just something to be mindful of, you know, as you talk about changing your mindset. Um, Because that's what a lot of this is. One final question, and then I'm going to let you add whatever you want to add. I feel like there are some people who honestly, maybe it's their business, maybe it's their business model, maybe it's their audience. They're doing okay. They literally don't need to change anything. Nothing has really been affected negatively for them, but they're seeing everybody reacting around them and they think they need to
0: react. Mm.
1: Have you seen that?
0: i think it's powerful i think there's those who are rocking it probably a few and far between it could be wrong well actually no because i have a friend of mine i'll shout him out corey kupfer he's a a lawyer he said his legal business is fine so to your point i think it's i think so my encouragement to you all who are fine don't feel like our fallen heroes right i say this reverently who feel i shouldn't be alive today whatever i know christine didn't go there but i just best example i can give if your business is rocking be grateful be happy and you know what you can do if you want to feel better there's so many nonprofits you can give money to that are helping fellow entrepreneurs. Or you can give it directly, but if you want to make sure it's safe, so many ways you can say, hey, listen, I have an extra 10000 5000 Or I'm going to gift, I'm, you know, I'm going to gift podcast clout. I'm going to gift it to somebody else. And Christina, I've done that. One of my friends, Adrienne Miller, she's a sales trainer. Um, I've bought her sales training stuff for colleagues. So my point is that's kind of a way for those who are doing good, buy something and help somebody else out.
1: I love that. You are amazing. We can find more about you at RamonRay.com, at SmartHustle.com. Where else? Like, plug yourself. You let me plug myself on my own podcast, so (laughs) now it is your turn.
0: Hey, you know what? That's it. You know, hey, listen, you go to RamonRay.com, you know, SmartHustle.com. Well, since you said plug yourself, I'll just say, in light of some things that happening, I believe education's important. I happen, and those of you who go to my site, you can see what I look like. I created something, Christina, I hope it's okay, called the Black Education Fund. It's to promote entrepreneurship and uh, financial uh, literacy, and especially the black community, but we're, we're for all communities, but especially in these times where the focus is on some of the things we're going through as we're taping this. So um, yeah, if you want to go to blackeducationfund.com and donate to a nonprofit, doesn't go to Ramon's Pocket. You can do that.
1: Okay, so. tell us more about this, because this is something that is new. <laughs> it's new, and it just, okay. did you get the idea? Is this something that's kind of been like in the back of your head, but then- when, um, when all of these racial tensions were brought up sure. again um, very recently? Were you like, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger on this one?
0: Well, uh, I kind of. I couldn't give myself that much credit. I've always, as you know, Christina, I mean, you know, we're not golfing buddies, but we, we know each other to a degree. And so I've always been a giver. I mentor young, young boys, especially. Um, don't mind mentoring girls, but being a guy, you know, I'm not going to be alone with a 13-year-old girl in a room. So mentor young guys, uh, have calls and all this, follow up people. So I do all that. Give speeches for free to nonprofits. Point being, after the things that have happened in the last few days, bringing up a lot of the race and bias issues in our country, and we're all having having this discussion. I said, what can I do? Certain things, Christina, I am not for, and I will not support. No need to go political on this, but I will not support certain things. But one thing I said, education, education, and whether it's your kids, my kids, all of our kids need to be educated. Me, happening to be a black man, that's a focus that I wanted to kind of tilt a bit more, put a little more effort on, as it were. If I was Spanish, it'd be that. If I was in a, you know, uh, disabled in a wheelchair, be that. So my point is, yes, I created a black education fund as a way, you know what, here's what I can do. Similar to kind of your podcast clout, where I curate a nonprofit and people who trust Ramon, they say, you know, Ramon, we can donate to this through what Ramon's doing. And we raised about $10,000 for our organization this month called Power. And they educate underserved communities of all, all races. It happens to be a lot of black and Spanish and veterans uh, in technology and help give them jobs. So that's what Black Education Fund, I uh, hope I explained that well, is all about. BlackEducationFund.org.
1: Dot org. Okay, perfect. I'm going to put that in the show notes. Um, and I think that's so important. I just posted about Juneteenth on my Instagram at Christina cool. all day mm-hmm. today. Um, happy Juneteenth, by the way. That's <laughs> We <you>. are recording <laughs> this episode on... Juneteenth on Friday, mm-hmm. um, coming out Tuesday. And I just posted a story on my Instagram explaining all about Juneteenth. And I was like, I am a whole lot more ignorant than I thought I was because I never knew this. I Me never too. knew about Juneteenth.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, Hey, listen, and to those who are listening and justify, I, if I may, again, we'll see how, how this goes. But I think that, I think Christine, everybody doesn't have to feel as well that they have to be rah rah about everything in life. We all pick our battles, we all pick what's important to us, but I think you said the best word, at least we can all be educated. And then, hey, if you wanna raise your flag to support something or not, that's cool, we can all live in harmony and empathy, but I think we can all just be a bit more educated, be a bit more thoughtful and like, huh, Christina told me that today, didn't know it, now I'm a little smarter, and we can move on.
1: And I love what you're doing with Black Education Fund because clearly, I mean, again, don't want to get political, don't want to go off on a tangent, but let's just say the United States is not known for having the best education system in the world. And I think any additional resources like this is so needed, especially that, that first round you talked about with technology, like that's everything right now. And I know when I was in school, I mean, granted it was a few years ago and things (laughs) are different now, but still, I mean, it's, it's just so needed. Because you you don't have to go through as much red tape and follow sure. you know as many rules and regulations as as you know these bigger educational outlets right. have to. So that's amazing, such a great resource, and you've already raised so much money, which is amazing Indeed.
0: too. Yep. I'm very happy. But thank you, Christina, for letting me share about it. I appreciate that.
1: Of course. And I'm linking to all of that and a lot more in the show notes. <laughs> Ramon, you've been amazing. I think you—I mean, you could potentially be changing lives with this podcast episode. So thank you so much.
0: You're welcome, Christina. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And blessings to you, your family, and the Media Maven and and uh, Podcast Cloud audience. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Isn't he amazing? No wonder he gets paid the big bucks to speak, right? He's so great. Make sure you check out the show notes. You can check them out at becomeamediamaven.com, and you will get uh, a straight link to ramonray.com, smarthustle.com, blackeducationfund.org, all of those books we mentioned, and a link to my TEDx talk about fake news. You can find me on the social. I am at Christina all day. If you talk to me, I will talk back. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you make it a great week.